is the Toddcast, a podcast that I, a guy named Todd, record while I drive to or from work, talking about a variety of things. There are no scripts, no show notes, just me chatting while I commute, so you can sit back and enjoy the ride. Hello and welcome to the Toddcast, and welcome to another edition of Todd's Flying Solo um, and giving it a whack like we did back in the good old days. Uh, Hopefully that's not too disappointing for all of you Eric fans out there. Uh, But as it stands, uh, for what it's worth, I'm currently driving from Eric's, more or less, uh, back home, uh, making the the couple-hour journey to uh, go back to Columbus by way of Interstate 70 going west. And so I've got a bunch of time on my hands and figured, hey, why not record a, uh, a Toddcast? So, so here we are. Um, today, we are, I guess, going to keep up with the tradition of the, the, the Todd Hersey theory machine, wherein I see some clever premise thrown about on, uh, on Twitter and go, hmm, that's an interesting thing to explore. Uh, hypothetical style, and uh, we'll, we'll we'll go into that. Uh, I got some relatively positive feedback on the last one of these that I did, uh, wherein I was the last person on Earth. Um, you know, there was some feedback and some things that I overlooked or missed. Um, you know, but such is life. I'm not perfect, and I'm just riffing on random whatnots that come to my brain. Uh, so, eh, you know, it is what it is. But. Um, Today's entry um, falls into the category of interesting choices. And to summarize the the nifty tidbit that I saw on Twitter, and I'm unable to give any sort of proper citations or uh, credit to where this came from because uh, I saw this what must have been weeks ago, and I didn't screenshot it. I I don't know. Um, But the, the basic question that was put forward uh, was sort of like uh, the situation in the Matrix, wherein Morpheus offers, you know, the red pill or the blue pill, you know, one of which, you know, you, you take it and you go back to being, you know, a part of the Matrix and none of this ever happened and you go back to what you had before. Uh, or you take the other pill and it sends out a signal and we can pull you out of the Matrix and you can, you know, be our, our savior type person, etc. That was the image. That was the graphic. Um they changed the premise on it, and essentially um, one of the options was to, you know, be, I believe it was six years old again, but know everything that you know now. Uh, and the other option, the other pill, was, um, you know, something along the lines of get, you know, $10 million. I, I don't remember the exact figure, but it was it was a whole, whole lot of money. Um, little thought experiment and you know there was all sorts of you know commentary uh you know in in the retweets and comments and and all that sort of thing uh which i didn't really read into all that much um but i saw it come up in the feed and it was interesting to me and i thought you know i I can probably riff on this uh for a podcast and and maybe somebody would find that to be interesting so here we are friends um tearing on along through um a little thought experiment. So, you know, 
feel free to play along at home and come up with your own, you know, thoughts as to what you would do in that situation. Um, and, you know, unlike my normal sort of thing when, when posed with theoreticals where I immediately start eviscerating, you know, well, that's just not possible, uh, you know, without, you know, magic or, you know, some other nonsense that doesn't exist. The whole premise of this is, is bunk. Um, I'm just going to embrace it and, and just we'll, we'll, we'll suspend disbelief and assume that there is some method by which some entity is able to grant either of these two wishes. Um, of which, of course, because I overthink everything, even at that, I still have questions. Because, I mean, I guess on the one side, on the side of here is a boatload of money, I mean, I guess I still have questions there. You know, it, it seems pretty straightforward, but, you know, I I feel like I have to do my due diligence and say, okay, $10 million, where's that coming from? Like, is this in the form of we will hand you a winning lottery ticket for the $10 million and it is, you know, certified legit, not a counterfeit, not a forgery, no cheating, no, you know, no illegal shenanigans as part of this. It's just here's $10, $10 million free and clear. Um because that, you know, that's 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 a that's a choice. That that's that's a reasonable choice to to you know look at to try and make, um, you know, as opposed to here's ten million dollars in you know hundred dollar bills. Don't ask questions where they came from because I feel like that opens a whole can of worms and, and a whole host of troubles that you know I don't necessarily want to get into or need to get into. You know, if it's you know laundered drug money that's yet somehow traceable as drug money, and I suddenly have it, I, I imagine I'm going to find myself in a bit of a legal quandary at that stage. Uh, you know, if it's, oh, here's $10 million in, you know, silver coins, <laughs> you know, it, it's, you know, rolls upon rolls upon rolls of dimes, that's less than super useful and is going to take a large amount of effort to, uh, to make usable and will no doubt you know, create its own host of questions. Um, so for the money to even be an option, it, it, there would need to be some some reassurances as to, you know, how exactly that works, how, how this money is getting to me, and, you know, what strings may or may not be attached there. Um, and I, I, I think that sort of sums up the, the, the money side of that equation, um, you know, doesn't necessarily say that I would pick that side, but for me to even consider that side of the equation, those are some questions I would need answered, um, which I, I think are, are fairly reasonable questions to ask. Um, you know, anyone's trying to give you a large sum of money, I highly recommend, you know, you ask some pertinent questions to, to find out, uh, you know, the source of said funds so you don't get yourself into some trouble. Um, because it's all well and good for me to go, well, you know, this magic person showed up and gave me $10 million. Um, you know, if the money is not actually legit, uh, you know, no one's going to believe me. And, you know, if I'm lucky, I get in, I end up in a loony bin because I, you know, am imagining magic people who show up with all sorts of money. You know, worst case scenario, it is, you know, some sort of blood money from some illegal whatever. And bing, bang, boom. I'm in prison forever. And, you know, that's not so much a win as not a win. Um, I guess it's the other side of that equation that, that you know, has some more 
thought-bendy sort of questions about it. Like, okay, so, you know, the idea here is, you know, I'm, I'm suddenly six, but with the, the memories and knowledge of a nearly 45-year-old. Interesting. How does that work? Am I, is it still, you know, present day, and somehow my, my physical form is reverted to a six-year-old body? Um, is it my body? You know, the, you know, it, it, my assumption would be that, you know, I'm, I'm, I am personally still Todd, but just six years old, but it doesn't really say that, you know, if, if, if somebody's able to magically make this happen, maybe it's just sort of a mind swap and suddenly I'm in the body of a random six year old, um, you know, that, that sort of alters things a bit, um, kind of depending on who that six-year-old is and where that six-year-old is. You know, if I, I'm suddenly transported, you know, into the body of a six-year-old who's, you know, in a culture and location that is completely foreign to me, that suddenly becomes way less helpful. Um, you know, I'm suddenly in the body of a, a six-year-old Chinese person, and I don't, yeah, I have all my knowledge from of what I've got now. You know, I've got 40 almost 45 years worth of experience and knowledge, um, but I'm in a place where I don't speak the language and I'm not old enough to have any sort of autonomy, that's, you know, that, that's problematic. And I, I, think I'd, I think I'd go with the money in that case. You know, if I'm still me, that, you know, and, you know, in my current location, but also in my current time, but I'm just suddenly six year, years old. I mean, that's that's slightly better, but that adds a whole new level of awkward to things. In that, you know, what's what's my wife going to say about that? You know, I show up and all of a sudden, I'm, it's it's six year old tiny Todd shows up. Um, you know, that's that's got to be a bit off putting and, and odd. Um, and also, if that's the case, I'm not really sure what value these, you know, 45 years worth of experience does, because that's where I am now. I, you know, I would just be younger, which, I mean, props, hooray, I guess, you know, I get a, a second chance at, you know, making healthier choices, and, you know, I guess I would inherently, you know, live an extra 30 years longer, plus whatever bonus I get for not, you know, making horrible food choices previously in life. Um, and not exercising and having chosen to smoke, I could, you know, undo all of that. But, you know, when I think of the perks of having all of my knowledge as a younger person, I don't know that that really gets me ahead uh, nowadays. You know, if, if, if having all of this knowledge was some major boon, I could tap into that now, even at my current age. Um, so I think in order for the, you know, know everything I know now, but be six years old, it would kind of require time travel. Like I would have to go back to, you know, 1981 when I was six, but yet know everything I know now, in which case it kind of hands down, that's got to be, that's got to be the answer. Um, because, you know, armed with all of the knowledge of the future, um, that's a pretty powerful tool to have in your in your in your back pocket to get you places. And yeah, ten million dollars is a lot of money, but you could easily make ten million dollars 
if you knew what was coming up over the course of the next, you know, 30 years. That's, 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 that's pretty, you know, potent. Um, I mean, it could be devastating if I had a lot more useful knowledge right now um, vis-a-vis if I knew, you know, if I had an extensive history of the stock market and what days and what stocks was gonna, were going to do what. Uh, you know, 10 million would be, you know, a, a bit of a joke uh, compared to the amount of, you know, cash you could you could raise on that. Um, and, you know, and armed with that kind of money and the knowledge of what's coming, you you could you could accomplish some some pretty, you know, amazing things. Um, but even without that, I think you could, you know, play your cards right and still, you know, do pretty respectably for yourself, you know. Um, just based on, you know, a couple of examples, you know, 1981, what, what did we have going on, you know, just in the realms of, you know, technology, uh, you know, computers were, were, were still, you know, compared to today in their infancy, um, you know, just knowing, hey, Apple is a thing, you know, getting in on the ground floor on that, just from a, a stocks perspective, um, would, would, you'd make a killing, uh, you know, and you you bank that and, and do some basic math as to, you know, I don't remember when Amazon became a thing, but you could certainly perk your ears up and pay attention, you know, as as the years went on to, oh, there's this, this thing called Amazon. They, they do books on the interwebs and pay attention and wait for their IPO and drop all your money into that. And, you know, you're, you're pretty much good to go at that stage. Um, you know, I... I would thankfully slash sadly not be able to play the, you know, Back to the Future 2 Biff Tannen sports almanac game of things because I could not tell you who won a Super Bowl. Um, We literally just had a Super Bowl, and I don't know who won, um, let alone, you know, historically to be able to speak to that or, you know, and really to make money there, you've got to bet and, you know. I don't know too many bookies that are going to, you know, deal with a six or seven year old. So that 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 avenue is kind of shut down. And again, I think there are, there are better and brighter ways to uh, to leverage the knowledge there. Um, and that's just on the, the the sort of the financial end of things um, and how you could you could set yourself up. Um, and I think here after the break, we can talk and just talk about some other possible options um, in this alternate reality that we're weaving on the long drive home. So stay tuned. Welcome back. So, you know, in order to make that money, at some point you've got to convince the grown-ups that you know what you're talking about. And I feel like that would take some time and some doing. Um, And frankly, a lot of explaining and very understanding adults. Um, cause that would be a tricky thing to, to, to convey. Hey, listen, mom, dad, um, I know that, you know, you, you know me as a person who's in, you know, kindergarten and or first grade, but check it out. I magically have, you know, 30 some extra years of knowledge. Check me out. Um, I'm not sure how that would go, how that would be taken, um, Again, applying this directly to myself and, and going to, you know, 
what would be, you know, 1981. Um, I'm not real sure how I would convey that. I mean, there would be an instant bump in general knowledge. And I, I, I really, I would like to think that by simply having a conversation with them, they would be able to note the instant and very hardcore uptick in vocabulary and capacity to, you know, convey thoughts and emotions uh, verbally above and beyond a six-year-old. I mean, I would like to think that, you know, my, my vocabulary and diction, etc., exceed that of a six-year-old nowadays. Um, you know, I, I, I kind of think I would not be able to maintain a podcast if I were at a six-year-old speech level. But maybe not. I, I don't know. Some of you guys are listening. I don't know what you're all into. Maybe that's your jam. Um, I think it's a little weird, but maybe that's your jam. But I would think that, you know, hey, Mom, hey, Dad, let me, let me talk a little bit about some stuff. Um, and there would be, you know, a clear intellectual uptick from, you know, the day prior, um, which should tip them off. I mean, again, how, did, how does that then relate to the rest of your life? Like, like I said, it, at age six, I would have been in, you know, um, that would have been kindergarten or first grade, one of those two, um, you know, and, uh, if you took me now, and, and, and let's 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 say age was not a thing. Let's say let's pretend that it wouldn't be weird for a 45-year-old dude to show up, you know, at let's say a first-grade classroom, um, and that's what I'm doing. Dear God, I would get bored so quickly, so so painfully quickly. Like I would not have any kind of patience for any of my classmates or the teacher because you know. At that stage, I am literally better than that. Like, I know so much more than what's going on here. Um, but I'm not sure how you'd get out of that. It's not like college where you can just test out of classes. Um, you know, does that then put me in the realm of, well, I'm getting homeschooled? Um, and how does that work? You know, if, if any of you have, you know, child geniuses, child prodigies who, who, who know how that sort of thing works, um, feel free to drop me a note and let me know how that works so that if by some freak chance I'm ever afforded this opportunity, um, I can be armed with that knowledge as well. Because I don't know how we'd necessarily navigate the whole, hey, guess what? I'm, I'm kind of a, a kid genius. Um, and convince the adults that that was the case. And or what, even if they believe me, how you then justify how all of a sudden I'm, you know, super smart. Um, because I think in part of those conversations, I wouldn't even mention the whole, hey, listen, I know the future. Because that's just going to weird people out and freak people out. And, you know, that, that just adds another level of incredulity to the whole situation. Like, it's okay, it's one thing you got this six-year-old six who's talking like he's, you know, ready for his midlife crisis. Um, to add to that the I know what's coming piece, I think that would just put people over the edge. And again, I kind of feel like maybe at that point, I'd just be put in some sort of institution, either because they think I'm crazy or because I'd top out against the expectations so heavily that the government gets involved and they lock my ass down. Neither of which is a really good scenario. 
Um, so we'd have to play that one, play that one pretty cool. Um, I almost feel like I would have to just, you know, kind of suck it up for like the next 12 years until I was like 18 and could be, you know, again, I'd like to think that me nowadays is, is, you know, a stage or two above just an 18 year old, but I could also see, you know, oh, you're an 18 year old. That's like genius level and, and remarkably, you know, mature for your age and insightful and at least being able to play that off um, that you wouldn't be able to do at, you know, age seven or 10 or whatever. Um, again, it would be real hard to keep my shit together for that long because you'd kind of have to play dumb for like a decade. And that's, that, that, that seems like a tall order. Um, but if you could do that, even so, if I could hold out until I was like 18, that still puts me, you know, nine, you know, 93, that still gets me ahead of the curve in terms of the internet, almost in everything about the internet didn't really start kicking off until then. You know, I, I could be the guy who, you know, quote, created Facebook at that, at that stage. Um, you know, and knowing what was coming could study accordingly, you know, granted compared to what I know now, computer science back then is ancient history and clunky and old, but if I were studying it all along and able to hit the ground running, you, that could be pretty fantastic. Like I said, you, you could plausibly be, you know, the guy who created Facebook. And I don't know, maybe design it in such a way that it wasn't, you know, as shitty and breachable and security hell, uh, you know, leaks and disinformation spread. Maybe do it right, I guess. <laughs> um, that might be a benefit to me and to the rest of the earth um, instead of the disinformational ad-slinging garbage pile that Facebook tends to be. I don't know. Um, again, I feel like that would put me ahead of the curve in, in investing in, in things like Amazon, you know, because I think at that stage, you know, you could, you could you could plausibly play that off as just, you know, being a person with vision who's like, hmm, I think this is going to go somewhere and throw some money on it and, and not be as obvious as, you know, gaming the system because you have foreknowledge. I mean, I, I guess I take it as a given that at no point ever would I really be able to tell anyone, hey, I'm from the future. Because I feel like that opens up, you know, just too many, too many troubles, too many problems. Um, legal, moral, uh, ethical, psychological, etc. Like, I don't think you could ever just own up to, hey, listen, Todd, from the future, um, so I know what's going down, so enjoy that. Um, which is super a drag, because they're, you know, in addition to all the, the greedy, selfish stuff that would come with having that level of, of, of you know, foreknowledge and prescience, um, would come with a pretty horrific burden to want to try and make other things right or prevent other sorts of things that I just, I don't know that you'd be able to do. Um, case in point, you know, September 11th, like I would know that that was coming. What, what could, what, what would I do with that knowledge? What could I do with that knowledge? Um, what do I tell people? Hey, listen, stay out of the twin towers. 
don't fly that day, no one's going to believe me. No one's going to have any reason to believe me. Um, and rightly so. Like, if somebody walked up to you today and said, hey, listen, stay off of, you know, such and such street this day, you're going to look at them and say, dude, what are you talking about? And they can explain to you that, oh, you know, there's going to be, you know, a, a dirigible crash at the intersection of such and such. Don't be there. And you're like, okay, that's 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 crazy talk. You know, um, same thing applies here. You know, if you'd have told any of us prior to September 11th that planes were going to wreck into buildings like they were, you know, I don't know that anyone would believe you. You know, at least no one who would be able to be in any kind of position to to halt such a thing. You know, you think, well, you you, you tell the government, except that you tell them, and a they're going to think you're a crackpot, and then when it happens. They're not going to think, oh, this kid is some sort of prophet. They're going to think, oh, this kid is somehow in on it. We need to lock him up because he's Al-Qaeda. And that's not, you know, not only did you not save anybody, but you are now, you know, in Guantanamo Bay. So I don't know that there's any way around that to make that happen in any sort of direct fashion. And I feel like any sort of indirect fashion is still also not really going to be super meaningful. Like, you know. In the years leading up to it, I could, you know, anonymously play Nostradamus by writing into, you know, various newspapers or whatever. But again, everybody's just going to think it's a crack, you know, you're you're some sort of crackpot. No one's taking that shit seriously until, of course, it happens. And then they're like, oh, what? The, like, it just doesn't work. Um, you know, any sort of notable disaster or death, you know, I could be like, hey, Hurricane Katrina is going to fuck your shit up, New Orleans. You guys really do need to get the fuck out. Everybody tried to get out who could, and those who couldn't, like me telling them, hey, you're screwed, isn't really helping them. And again, how, how, how do you know this? Like, that's the problem with, you know, seeing the future, you know, as a guy who's read plenty of science fiction that's, you know, tackled this subject. It's, it's, it's devilishly hard to convince anyone that you know what you know to be able to do anything about it, um, particularly when it comes to bad things. Um, you know, you can predict good things all day long, you know, and that's fine. But I don't know how much good that does you either, other than, you know, selfish ways, you know, making a bunch of money, staying ahead of the curve on this, that, the other thing. Um, so really, that's kind of all you can do unless, I mean, other than just play it close to the vest and, you know, rest in the knowledge that you know of what's coming to try and, you know, live your best life, you know, the second time around, so to speak. Um, which has its own, you know, series of events and chains of whatever, because, you know, I'm dangerously close to the whole, you know, time travel paradox realm of conversation that is just going to, you know, drive Abby crazy. And if she's, you know, listened this far, it, it, it will probably put her right off the edge. Um, because we don't talk about time travel, because uh, I have weird theories that, that upset her. Um, and so we don't go there. Um, but like, okay, let's say, you know, six-year-old Todd rem- remembers everything he needs to know, that everyone believes me, and that's all good, and there's, you know, none of these challenges. And so, you know, by the time I'm of adult age, I've, you know, my family and I are doing well off. We've got money. I'm well prepared. You know, we're, we're set up for success. Um, 
you know, all of that ultimately leads to a completely different living situation than what I've had in this life. Uh, you know, and under those circumstances, I, you know, there's no logical reason for me to have, for example, joined the Navy. Like, I joined the Navy basically because it's like, well, I don't have my shit together enough to do college, and this will, you know, keep me occupied and hopefully give me discipline. If, you know, I've got my knowledge of today, like, I am mature, I do have discipline, I can do things, from age six, I'm never in that situation by the time I'm 19, therefore I never joined the Navy. You know, I don't join the Navy. I, I you know, I, I probably don't go to Florida. Um, you know, heck, even prior to that, you know, my situation being vastly different in this new rebooted life than what it is now, I probably would have never encountered or, you know, connected with my first wife, which means my, you know, my daughter doesn't exist. That That's a drag. That's that's kind of not cool. You know, like that, that that's not good. You know, I don't go to the Navy. Then I don't go to Florida. I don't, you know, hook up. I don't ever find my second wife. And that one I don't lament quite so much. Um, but, you know, then I don't leave Florida to come back to Ohio under the circumstances in which I did, in which case I don't meet Abby or the girls. Like, there's, there's a lot that drops out of that. Um, because things do change so radically, because, you know, I'm able to enact these changes to my life personally. And, you know, yeah, I might have invented Facebook and be worth billions, but is that worth not ever meeting Abby? And, you know, is that worth trading in the past 10 years of my life? Uh, I must say no. Um, you know, so, yeah, perhaps going, you know, the, the red pill and being six and having all this knowledge and, and, and going back in time, yeah, maybe I can make way more than 10 million that way. But uh, I don't know that way more than 10 million is worth it, I guess, is, is basically what I'm saying. Um, you know, $10 million is, 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 you know, it's a lot of money. And, yeah, you can get more, more than that. But money is just money. You know, at a certain point, the, the connections we make – the lives that we lead, you know, and the impact we have on, on, on others and that they have on us is, is worth more than, you know, the number of commas in your bank account, you know, and I think that, uh, given that choice, you know, I, like I said, it's, it's an interesting hypothetical sort of thought experiment sort of deal to kind of look at, okay, how does all this work? But I think in the final analysis, in the best case scenario for the I have all my knowledge and I'm six and I go back in time to accomplish that, I think the repercussive effects of how that all plays out in the end, um, I don't know that that's worth it. I think I'd go, okay, what is what is this 10 million situation? And they look at me and go, oh, it's 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 the lottery. We, we've got a magic way of getting you all the right numbers on the Powerball. Here's your ticket. Go cash it in. Um, I think I'll take that $10 million, even if it ends up turning into, you know, $3.2 million after taxes and so on and so forth. Um, that's still a fuck ton better than I am doing now, and I get to spend it with uh, the love of my life. Um, 
that's that to me is the better the better choice. So um, I guess that's where I come down on that one. So um, like I said, you know, little little thought experiment, little thing that I saw kind of piqued my brain. You know, you you, you form your own decisions, you come up with your own own thoughts. Like I said, some folks, you know, chimed in with their thoughts in the in the little you know comment feed, and most people were were very quick to point out that you know. Well, if I can go back in time and know everything I know now, I can make way more than ten million. It's stupid to go that route. And you know, they're they're not necessarily wrong. If you're you're just looking for total dollar signs, that that is the winning answer. But there's there's more to life than just dollar signs. Um, and in the balance of all that, I think I'd just uh, take the money and live the life that I've been leading so far, and you know, do my best to make good or better choices moving forward than some of the poor choices I may have made in my youth. Um, but just, you know, keep on rocking with a, a little extra cha-ching hanging out in the bank, um, and, and rock it that way. So that's the two cents worth on the, the Todd's hypothetical nonsense for the day. Um, I hope you enjoyed that. Um, I hope that didn't upset Abby too much with the, uh, the time travel talk. And, uh, until next time, I, I hope y'all have a good one. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Toddcast. If you have comments, questions, or topic ideas that you'd like me to chat about, you can let me know via Twitter at CastTodd or email via ToddCastPodcast at gmail.com. Keep in mind that the Todd portions of those usernames are T-O-D with a single D, even though I spell my actual name with two. If you'd like to leave me a voice message that I can air on the podcast, you can either email me a small audio file or you can use the link in the show notes to leave a message via Anchor. If you've enjoyed this episode, please feel free to share it with your like-minded friends. Perhaps you would consider subscribing, following, or marking this podcast as a favorite if you've not yet done so. And of course, reviews and ratings on Apple Podcasts is appreciated. Again, thank you for listening to the Toddcast.